sort of thing. But most of the bigger surfings further down the coast, right. heading further south, they get uh, much bigger waves. And there is actually a world competition that they do down south. Ah, right, okay. Where they do like the surfing, and it is quite like uh, what the word I'm trying to think of, can't remember. But there's lots of sharks in the water, Fuck so they that. quite often have to uh, kind of can what they're doing for like the next 20 minutes while they try and scale the shark out of the water so yeah, like it's see, like, excuse I, me can you just like fuck off you're trying to have a competition please welcome to Gains and Pains with Scott McLaughlin and Colin McGibbon in association with Just Train and a ton of coffee where we get together each week to talk health fitness and some absolute nonsense she made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast And she said Do you come from a land down under A women go and men wonder Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder You better run Now we're recording Blast Technical troubles. Uh, Massively <laughs> professional, man, as you can see. Yeah. Seems like Mark every single week. Every week. It's like same, same shit. Four <laughs> attempts to get anything to work, guy. So, hello. Welcome to episode 25, 25 uh-huh. this week. And we've got a special guest. Yeah. Hello. Man from Down Under. Yes, we have, well, arguably our furthest away listener and one of six people who actually listen to this bullshit. Um, <laughs> Mark Goldberg. Hello, again. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark's over from Australia, from Perth. Uh, so you can over for your folks. Uh, golden, golden wedding anniversary. Oof. As a massive surprise. Was. <laughs> Many shocked faces all around, apparently. Every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, because you're listening to the show, the invitation was there for you to come in and chain. Certainly was. Came in and chained, you did. I did. How was it? As expected, <laughs> very, very well. Yeah, it's as hard as you put into it, sort of thing. But I know, as I said earlier, like the next couple of days, it's going to be like, oh fuck, shit, that hurts, that hurts, that yeah. hurts. So yeah, it's all going to hurt. Because you're you saying earlier, we'll talk about training stuff that you do normally later on, but you don't even really do a huge amount of weight-based nah, stuff. None at all. So that's not I'm, nowadays. I'm kind of gutted that you're not flying home like tonight or tomorrow. Because <laughs> I had. <laughs> I had visions of you getting like disabled access and like special VIP. No, the no, because it would be the opposite. I would get on the plane all right, but I'd then be stuck in the seat having Aye. sat there for 12 hours. Like, I'm fucked. Physically. All my muscles have just gone. <laughs> physically lifted yeah. off the plane. Excuse me, why is this bloke like got rigging up or sitting in? <laughs> um, aye, so you came in the train today, which was good fun. I think the first thing we need to do is adjust the accent. Yes. And as much as. as it's, it's fairly normal to be fair it is you've been in Australia for 12 years yes you still sound like you're for Cumberland yes more or less hasn't, if anything it's got more to what it used to be because right. it used to be different when I was here because I worked away ah of course I so yeah it, it was a little bit more toned down so that obviously more people could kind of understand you and everything else where yeah. now I don't try and do any of that so it's kind of almost going back to what it used to be in kind of was so Aye. yeah 
Yeah, because I was I was talking to Fee about it. It's like, so what's his accent like? So that sounds the same. Just sounds normal. <laughs> sounds just yeah. normal. It's like somebody needs to tell that to Gerard fucking Butler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's been in LA for like 20 minutes and sounds like an arsehole. Sounds, yeah. No, I've been winding up like the apprentice at work. I just kept saying, to me, oh, you're going to have to go with him and use your Aussie accent. Oh, I'm like, yeah, get eye, mate. And I'm like, yeah, hey, that? <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, put it on. It's just like, people are just going to want to talking Scott and everyone else does. They just, I take the piss out of him all the time. He's Aussie. He, he doesn't really have an Aussie accent, but you just put on the Aussie accent and just wind him up. So <laughs> how are the kids' accents? Have they, have they got accents? Because they yeah. were over, what age were they when you emigrated? I don't know. <laughs> Small. <laughs> 12 years nine, younger than Nine and now. 11 or something. I don't yeah. know. Something like that. Yeah. But yeah, no, nah, they've got accents. Because obviously because they go to went or went to school yeah they try and blend in and kind of be the same as everyone else so Aye. it's strange that they've got an accent but as soon as they talk to us that accent changes they are right, okay. so it's one of those ones when they, they'll turn around and talk to you and have one accent and then they'll turn around and talk to me and have another accent so it was always wow. interesting in the early days when other kids came back to the house and then all of a sudden they would hear this other accent from who they knew at school and yeah. just oh, went, what? what the hell? Oh, it's right. like, you don't normally talk to that. Why are you talking differently today? All of a sudden it was just like, so. But they still do it. Still to this day, it will just flip, 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 flip yeah. all the time. That's yeah. amazing, man. That's cool. So. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, years ago, like a girl I dated, I think it was about 18, 19 at the time, and she, she ended up leaving Paisley to go to Edinburgh University. And she phoned me two weeks after she'd been to uni and she was living over there. And... I don't remember. I don't know why. I think I changed my phone. I never had a phone number saved. So this random number phoned me one day. I'm like, oh. She's like, hi, it's me. Who's me? Who, who's me? <laughs> and she started chatting away. I'm like, I've got no idea who you are. She's like, oh, for Christ's sake, you've been pals for years. Like, how do you know Nick? I'm like, yeah. Like, oh, it's Jill. And I'm going, Jill, you've changed your fucking accent. You've went to Edinburgh for two weeks and now you talk like an East Coaster. And I yeah, went, East Coast accent. Aye. And I was like, what? She went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my accent hasn't changed. I'm like, nobody recognises you. It's, it's frightening yeah that, that happens so if you like especially if you go to uni you're just immersed in it for like 24 hours a day whatever you do you kind of just pick up yeah. whoever's round about you no you do you just music. you sponge it in aye so mm. oh that's funny uh, right talk about fitness then or what is today's topic of conversation oh fuck knows what's today's topic of conversation <laughs> any day you are man <laughs> you're today's topic of conversation we're just going to let you run with it just, like, we, we could, we could just call it Mark, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Done. There we go. All right. Um, so there's nothing to talk about then. Nah, pretty much. That's <laughs> it. You, you know what yeah. we're talking about today. <laughs> Special guest. There, there is, there well, is no I, legendary status. We, we, we talked about it earlier about how we've obviously had Emma on before, so we've got the doping CrossFit athlete, and you're a semi-pro cyclist. So obviously, you're doping as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. So. <laughs> yes. Doping, doping aside, allegedly. Right. Um, Ah, you're mad into the cycling, eh? Yes, right. I am. So that's that's your main passion. I am a fully fledged mammal. <laughs> <laughs> what? You not know, heard the, the term mammal? No. M a m i l, middle aged man in lycra. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so obviously you can take that image and idea, and it kind of goes from one extreme to the other, the same as everything else, and all shapes and sizes of um, people wear sorry, but gym clothes yeah. so obviously you get cyclists in lycra and then you kind of get somebody else in lycra and it's yes. like 
you know the image that's kind of been portrayed yeah, straight away. I should be so, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really not an image I want in my head. <laughs> so, yes, mammal. So how did you get into all that then? I've always cycled. Like, I've, like, grown up for kids. Mm-hmm. Rather than running about the streets, we always had bikes. So we right. just cycled everywhere on the bikes. Uh, kind of dropped off a little bit, obviously, when I started working away. Didn't keep it up. You'd come home and still go out on the bike a little bit, but it wasn't. Like, the cycling I do now bears no relation to anything I've ever done previously in right. terms of the amount and obviously doing mountain bike racing and other bits and bobs as well. So, yeah, yeah and that's just one of those things. Yeah, it's just progressed, kind of moved over, met a, a guy at the, not quite the first job I had, but like the first main job that I had. There was a few people there that obviously were sort of keen into cycling, so basically just started going with them, and then just got more and more into it, and then kind of yeah, cycling's all that I do now. Aye, so it's like big distance things you do as well, isn't it? Yeah, I do some pretty crazy distances sometimes. Not as mad as like some of the the new adventure racing kind of type things that people do. Right. But you would almost just say that like the distance I do is kind of average in some right. way define average because the cycling I do is like maybe up to my daughter's school <laughs> yeah, to, to the end of your driveway yeah. <laughs> like at the minute like before depending on the weather like winter sort of thing if I was averaging 2 to 250 k's a week that's not too bad what? some people are easily averaging 5-600 k's a week what every single shit. week so like because most people that do that they are single and no kids <laughs> no not quite um, like most people will commute to work like yeah. in, in Perth and in Australia as well but Perth in general like the cycling network and pass that you have so you don't have to cycle on the road is pretty good compared to like here yeah it's just massive you've got cycle lanes everywhere sort of thing uh, yeah. so you don't have to interact too much with the traffic but yeah now there's guys easily doing 506 k a week every that's single that's amazing so they're doing maybe 50 or 60 k's a day just commuting 25 in 25 back to the Jeez. city Aye. so but I guess you say if you've got the infrastructure there to do that then it's amazing plus yeah. you've got the climate out there as well I suppose you haven't you haven't like obviously at the minute we were in we were in winter so Aye, I suppose yeah. like if I like I'm not one of those I do sometimes but uh, cold in the morning really cold Right. Like I've easily gone out cycling loads of times this year and it's been like one or two degrees if, right. not, if not zero shit you just yeah. don't think about it you don't think about it but by the afternoon or 11 o'clock in the morning it's 16 to 20 right so it warms up most yeah. days I was saying that to somebody else the other day you can almost guarantee that no matter what time of year it is you'll almost get a 20 degree change really in temperature most days summer wow. and winter so yeah you'll go from one or two to 20 summer you'll go from maybe low teens to mid 30s jeez so you'll almost every day have something between close to a 20 degree change in temperature every single day wow. man that's insane aye you're, you're pissing in the morning when it's like oh, <laughs> it's like 16 degrees day it's fucking roasting yeah aye, it's, like, it's like double figures here and it's like right taps off I was like well the other day like Sunday was warm here do you know what I mean it's just like the whole country just goes just, to shit everyone's no, just no. like taps off mayhem <laughs> just calm yourself down <laughs> but then out. we get one of these days every six months or something do you know what I mean so it's yeah. make the most of it um, right so background then 
You said you travelled about a lot. Doing what? Merchant Navy. Yeah. Sailing on big boats. Big boats? <laughs> yeah, the actual big boats. Real, real big boats. None of these, <laughs> none of these pissy wee boats. No, no, no. Big boats. 300, so you, 300 metres long. Holy shit. So you were an engineer, eh? Yes. Cool. So how did, what did you do like training-wise when you were on the ships? Because you obviously can't cycle. Stationary bike. Oh, right, okay. Stationary yeah. bike. And that's where, obviously, like those were saying earlier, the rowing machine. Yeah. Uh, and then basically just weights and maybe... Uh, thing me bag work right just okay. not lumps out a bag like Aye. we'd always make up a bag of some description Aye. whether it be a proper bag or it be filled full of old fire hoses or <laughs> on, just <laughs> anything that would just you could just lay into sort Aye. of thing and just do a bit of exercise but predominantly every boat had a gym of some description right I was going to say did you, did you have to provide that stuff yourself when you went on or, is it, or they all no, have something was, there yeah they, they were all it was all provided because right. obviously you can't carry all. How do you carry 100, 100 kilos worth of weights everywhere you go around the world? Just like, no, 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 no. So, nah, in that respect. So, yeah, and that was pretty good. So, yeah, used so, to do a little bit of training four or five times a week, sort of thing. Right. I used to do a bit of running as well. I used to run around the boat. Ah, right, cool. On, on, on the gas boats, because they had like a a more easier path to run around the deck where if you were on like right. a like an oil tanker Aye. they've got more pipe work right, okay. running across the deck so it was mm-hmm. a little bit more precarious in some way to try and run around the deck with uh, the hurdles. greatest of ease <laughs> yeah <laughs> so on on the gas boats three laps was roughly a mile right okay Fuck. give or take a little bit Aye. so it wasn't too bad so I used to do I don't know sometimes I can't remember what I used to do sometimes Mainly three to five miles, right? At a run at a time, and then sometimes it'd be like maybe on a a weekend or something, do like a a longer run, maybe run twenty laps or something Aye. or more, mm-hmm. seven eight miles or something. So, so that's pretty good. You, and you would also have treadmills as well. All right, okay. Going back to that, yeah, treadmills. Aye. So did you make a point of like making sure you kept in shape and that, and you kept fit? When you were out there, just was it was it just something to do to keep you occupied when you were there because you're out both, at sea for really? that length of time? Or? Yeah, nah, sort of both. It was good to obviously, yeah, keen and interested in staying sort of fit and strong and Aye. everything else as well. But at the same time, it was an hour to do after work sort of thing and not yeah. do anything. Aye. So because I'd imagine if you're out, like how how long at a time were you away for? Mainly four months at right. a time. So, I mean that's a long shift, right? Because yeah. one of my pals used to be in the merchant navy as well. When we were we at uni and stuff like that, so he used to be away sort of four or five months at a time and that. And he did not work out when he was in the ship. Yeah. He got fucking smashed for that time. <laughs> <laughs> the minute he stopped working, he was shit faced, right? Yeah. So I can imagine the temptation must be there to just go, oh, do you know what? Because it must be a, a bit of a graft on the ship, man. So if you just knock off, it must be dead easy to go, right, let's go to the bar, let's get a few drinks, whatever else. Yeah. Whereas if you're going, well, fuck it, I'm going to get a run in or I'm going to go to the gym for a bit. That's, that's And then have beers later. And then have beers later, because yes. you've earned your beers at that point. Yes. <laughs> so. That's pretty good dedication. Nah, it was, yeah, it was always good. I enjoyed it. So, how long were you on the ships for? Mm, I think 18 and a half years. Shit, man. That's all a, up that's a long that's a time shift, Begin, beginning to end so, so what what prompted the change why did you sack it moving to Australia right so okay next leading on there was, why did you want to move to Australia it's always something we talked about right was moving to another country and we'd always said oh we'll do the the European France Spain kind of type thing and it was kind of like ah oh, you know 
but and then her sailway was always that lingering sort of thing <laughs> and I'd been there because like one of the boats that I worked on went from Australia to Japan right so we went back and forward so obviously I would fly out there spend a day in Oz then fly up north join the boat blah 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 come home and then cause my cousin lived in Australia or he lived there thoroughly unprofessional I can only apologise <laughs> <laughs> every you know fucking phone Sexting. get confiscated before we start uh, yeah so I would spend maybe a couple of days sometimes a week right with him before I would come home so yeah I've always enjoyed being in Perth and kind of the Australian angle so aye it was something that we always talked about then it, we kind of just went right if we're going to do it let's do it aye so we went to there was an expo in down in Manchester so we went down there and kind of looked into it and then came back and went but it was more job based though it wasn't really anything about what you need to do to move so we came back talked about it and went right we're going to do it so we looked into it and there was the easiest way to do it was through an agent right. so he filled in all your paperwork he told you get a letter from this company saying that you've done this as a job because obviously you getting into the country was based on what you do it's kind of point based system isn't it like- it used to be I'm not sure what it is now mm-hmm. so they obviously then were looking for doctors and engineers yeah. and hairdressers and all That's sorts of, of different professions to boost what they needed yeah. to keep their economy going mm-hmm. so it was easier to do all through an, an agent and he just went sign this and do that and right, sign okay. this so we went to see a guy in Edinburgh and he basically went, yeah, no problem. You've, you meet the basic criteria, obviously. You, then you scored more points for how old you were, if you had a family, what qualifications you had, what job you did, and everyone else like that. So we yeah. met, whatever it was, I can't remember, it was 10 points or 20 points or something. Mm-hmm. And then it was just then a case of waiting to get your visa all approved and stuff. So that took 10 months. Right. So we got our visa approved. I think it was, I think it was mid September in two thousand and seven, and then by December two thousand and seven, gone. Off We were out. Nice one. Yep. So it was pretty much by the time they'd said, "Yeah, you, there's your visa. You can go and live in Australia." Yeah. It was just house on the market. <laughs> go. And then go organize yeah. what we need to do and everything else and get it done. So it was. Was. Two, two and a half months nearly three months of just saying you can go to yeah we're going yeah that's and amazing that was it. that's fantastic so how did the kids feel about it at that point because they were again pretty young yeah nah they were quite excited uh-huh. obviously their idea of what living in Australia would be like as to not just going on holiday for an extent <laughs> an extended yeah, period that, of that's time the thing at that yeah. age like I mean well you said Indy was nine Yes, thereabouts. I think right? so. So I mean, that's like the same age as Lucy is now. So I can I, I can imagine her mindset if we were to do that. Do you know what I mean? Because at that sort of age, they are thinking, "Oh, cool, we can go on a big long holiday." It's like, yeah. Oh, wait, what? I'm not. And it's back. warm and sunny, and we're going to be close <laughs> yeah. to the beach. And, and you still need to go to school. What? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, at what point does it click in that you're never coming back? Oh, you're not likely to come back anytime soon to see your pals again. Yeah. That must be a bit of a weird one. I think that took probably a little bit of time for it to kind of realise that yeah, we're here and we're not going back. Yeah but they never really made any great complaints in any way about we don't like it or don't like this and that. But I think the main thing that really helped them was when we moved there, obviously that's the Australian summer holidays because school finishes early December to Mm mid-December. So when we got there, school had just finished and then they've got all of the summer holidays 
Ah, uh, cool. And then they went to school. So it was like extended holiday and then go to school. And then once they were in school, it was like you're preoccupied five days a week. Oh, and yeah. then they're in school, they meet new friends. Hey, presto. Uh, it's like it's off. You're, as I said earlier, it's just like living here to living there is no different. You still, you go to work, you go to school, you go and do your shopping, you drive about. Aye. You just live in a different country. So yeah. for them, going straight to school and almost going back to like a normal lifestyle. Yeah. Probably help them just blend straight in and just think yeah it's cool That's walk to is. school walk home play with the same people you meet later on sort of thing so yeah yeah. from Brilliant. a from a kind of fitness point of view how do you see the contrast between the UK and Australia in Australia worlds apart aye just absolutely worlds apart and you always hear about it but it's, it's actually interesting to hear it kind of first hand off someone that's living yeah. there and that's lived here as well nah it's totally different people predominantly are always on the move they're always doing something I just said like it does help that you've kind of got a little bit better climate that you can mm. go out and do stuff mm. but there's always people they're always walking up and down the coast they're always walking up and down the beach or they'll basically finish work straight down the beach go for a swim just change straight into the ocean go for a swim for half an hour wow. straight back out quick shower take all the sand off and then go home and have dinner and enjoy mm. the rest of the night that's right. amazing but you go around all the parks, all the little parks in the suburbs, and they've all got, um, like industrial machines. Oh, they so you can stations, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they've got little chin-up bars and yeah. rowing machines and like weight bikes and stuff, and you can just sit. So it's all everywhere you go. There's stuff where you can do it, mm-hmm. but people just are always on the move, and they're always kind of being more physically active mm-hmm. than what we are in the UK. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's amazing. So, I know, like, judge, like, just even from like when you guys first moved out and seen you know, social media posts that you'd put up, like the kids, just like we talked about us earlier, they just seem to thrive, like, sporting wise and all the rest of it. Yeah, like, just the opportunities that you just wouldn't get here. Do you know what I mean? Aye. I mean, there's like the UK seems to be getting better in terms of pushing more sport and stuff like that. Like, I know, like, again, just from my own experience, Lucy being in primary school, there's always tons of clubs and outdoor activity things and all the rest of it, but. Like you two just seem to go, do you know what? This is the fucking this is the shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. here we go. This is amazing. Well, like, they were wearing the like the, skate, that, they? the skating thing. Yeah, they both scored medals at various competitions that they did. The skating thing came about because there obviously was like just a skating rink, mm. and we just went in the early days. And we go, ah, we'll go down. We'll give it a try and just family activity sort of thing. Yeah. And then there were signs up, learn to skate, and then there was like the speed skating thing, and obviously. Being a little kid, you kind of think, oh, speed skating, I like that aspect. I'm going, Adrenaline junkies. Ah! <laughs> so it was like, like, fuck the going slow shit. I just want to go fast all the time. So Absolutely. Just, so that's kind of where it started. So Ross did it first. So he did like the learn to skate, which you, you really need to do because you need to learn in like most aspects of sport. You need to learn the proper technique and how to position your body, uh-huh. move your feet, what to do with yep. your arms and your legs, and then just basically progress from there Aye. and then Indy did it for a little bit and then she kind of gave it up and then I think it was one of the times away Jelzy just took it back down again and just basically threw it in and then she <laughs> stayed with it again she just kind of got a bit more hooked into it again yeah. and then yeah now nah, they both loved it but it was yeah it's just one of the sports something just naturally clicked and they just both enjoyed doing what they're doing but it's it's one of those sports again where you're not you were an individual, but sometimes you kind of did like the other racing where you were sort of in a group sort of thing. But right. 
the people that they were with were always good and they enjoyed it so it mm. was racing chilling with your friends racing chilling with your friends training with your friends so it was just that continual uh, circle uh, of the same people all the time yeah and yeah it was just good but as you said earlier it was just like some of the speeds that they do when they go skating like they can easily go like cruising along they'll be doing like kilometers an hour 30 odd kilometers an hour jeez but like a motorbike when you go around the corner because you change the radius of the wheel mm-hmm. you naturally speed up so they'll go into a corner and roll around the corner so they'll gain five kilometers an hour just by rolling around the corner Jesus. and obviously when they <laughs> then speed up they can they can easily go up to like 50 55 60 k's an hour on the skates <laughs> once you start going Mine big, Mar- mine big Marcelo aye, aye. he used to do that oh really jeez there's yeah, a lot of, he's a big unit as well and he meant he had huge <laughs> thighs and calf and he's always talking about oh I remember my speed skating days and he's just getting huge monstrous legs yeah. and, you, know, and you, will, you will see that earlier about the kids like Roscoe just, just had like pure massive, massive thighs just, yeah it's just one of those things you do it again and again and you get that muscle just fibre as you said you're breaking it and it's building up you're breaking aye. it you're building up yeah. and you just the muscle just fully formed but a lot of people that do speed skating do cycling as another form of training as well yeah. All right. so you can do obviously the same you can do a bit of strength work on the bike mm-hmm. and at the same time you can do your endurance mm-hmm. so rather than always have to just do like what I do cycling and nothing else right. you can actually go cycling do a bit of training and then go back to doing your speed skating mm-hmm. and kind of improve what you're doing rather right. than just going speed skating all the time right, you can use to... other sports sort yeah. of thing so you see, you see you hear that a lot and kind of listen to a lot of podcasts and watch stuff like american athletes and all that it's like when certainly when they're grown up before they sort of specialize they do right. whatever whatever season it is that's yep. what they do whether it's like baseball season they're playing baseball when that shuts down they'll play basketball right. when that shuts down they'll do like nfl oh, stuff or whatever else there's big yeah. studies now coming out on kind of multidisciplinary activities and for kids mm-hmm. especially that before if you specialize a child say a five six year old now you play football timmy and that's all you do now yep that their injury rate goes through the roof when they're older or their wrist for injury uh, they done a they done a study in the NBA and they looked at basketball players that had grew up with a kind of multi sport discipline uh, as opposed to the ones that just grew up playing basketball. Just doing one thing, yeah. And because you're essentially with any particular sport, you're stuck with a set movement pattern. But when you're exposed to lots of different sports with twist and turn and everything that you might not be used to, you strengthen the body in all different directions. Yeah. And it's the one of the studies was um, fractures, and the people that had grew up with multi sports, yep. zero zero fracture injuries. The ones that had only grew up playing basketball, I think it was something like, I think it's on average at least six fractures. Oh, yeah. hell. And it was massive. And, um, Just because you're only training your body to do that one aye. thing all the so time. So your, yeah. bo- your body's conditioned this way. And like you're saying about the Achilles tendon, it can be perfectly fine that way. One wee bit out, all of a sudden they're weak in that position. Yep. The fuck? The fly on you. <laughs> <laughs> It just flew out the door. So you scared the shit out. <laughs> what a dick! Try to do you a favour. Well, at least this time I never had my coffee in my hand. <laughs> Straight off, I. <laughs> Sorry, I get distracted there. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Different aspects of training. <laughs> no, yeah. bo- boxing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know I've lost it now man sorry I mean there are aspects of training off seasons and stuff so you keep your fitness up aye um, plus I, 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 other than like the kind of injury aspects and stuff like that if, you, if your kid only does the one th- anyone not necessarily a kid if you only do the one thing 
you're at one point maybe just going to go, I don't know what, I don't really fancy that anymore. I, but if that's all you've ever known, you've got nothing else to do after that. I, do you know what I mean? Whereas, like, if, you, if you're certainly, in Lucy's case, again, she's doing lots of different things. So obviously some of them are going to fall away. Yep. And then if she wants to specialise in something, all power to her, do you know what I mean? But it just then you've got options. Aye. So if you don't, if you decide, like, she did judo for a while, decided that's not really for her because she doesn't like getting chucked about and all the rest of it, but yeah. she's still got another four or five things to keep mm-hmm. her occupied Aye. that she enjoys. It's not like if you only, like, tends to be the thing we, we boys really only want to play football. Yeah, and no, a lot exactly. of that is probably pressure for their dads. Just going, you're going to be a footballer. Um, living vicariously through their kids, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if the kid turns around and goes, oh, I don't want to play football anymore, then Aye, can I say what, what are you going to do now? Here's an Xbox, crack on. Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool, and it's one thing I'm trying to do with my kids, is just let them sample different things. Like that's why one of the reasons I try to let them try paddleboarding. Because um, my mate Marcelo, he's like a paddleboarding instructor as well, and he's like, oh, look, bring your kids down and let them try it. So yeah. Logan was doing something for rugby, Brody was turned out he's too young for it, but I was like, I'll try it, Dad, and he's tried one stuff, and she's like, oh, I love this, this is great fun. We ended up getting a paddleboard and we spent the whole summer out there, so they're getting confident in the water doing their kayak and their paddleboard. And it's just, and I remember when I was in Thailand a few years ago, in fact, three years ago today, um, I was actually thinking about, oh, I've seen somebody paddleboarding around islands. I'm going, oh man, I wish I could do that. Yep. So I went away, learned it, and I'm thinking, I want the kids to be able to go on holiday to different places and go, oh, paddleboarding, cool, I can do that. Oh, windsurfing, cool, I can do that as well. And just be exposed to as many different kind of physical things Absolutely, as possible. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Do you guys not get into any of that sort of stuff in Oz? That must be a pretty big thing, like surfing and all the water sports and that. Yeah, surfing is. Surfing's pretty big. Uh, I don't think... There's not so many up and down the coast of Perth. There's not any significant waves. Right. There is a few little bits where you'll mm. get, like, small breakers sort of thing, but most of the bigger surfing's further down the coast, right. heading further south they get uh, much bigger waves. And there is actually a world competition that they do down south. Ah, right, okay. Where they do, like, the surfing. And it is quite like... Uh, what the word I'm trying to think of? I can't remember. But there's lots of sharks in the water. Fuck so they that. quite often have to uh, kind of can what they're doing for like, the next 20 minutes while they try and scale the shark out of the water. So yeah, like, it's see, like, excuse I, me, can you just like fuck off you're trying to have a competition, please? I, I know, so. I know. Yeah, it's bad enough coming last when you fall off your surfboard, never mind getting chewed up in the sea. Yeah, yeah. see, I don't want to take part in any sport where there's a danger of me getting eaten by an animal. <laughs> Especially a loud shark. Ah, yeah. The worst you need to do when here is bear dry jumping you when you're trying to do a push-up. But Bear? More like Brian. Well, Brian as well, to be fair. But I, like that element of just ultimate danger yeah 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 <laughs> it must add a, a certain frisson to the, the I mean there's extreme sports and then there's extreme sports uh, yeah of getting savaged by a fucking shark but nah it's never really appealed in any way no same as like the Aussie rules and the cricket it's just like yeah <laughs> you, just, you voiced your opinions <laughs> of the cricket <laughs> earlier on <laughs> cricket yes no but nah the kids never really took to that either there is obviously other kids that have come over and take to that as well sort yeah. of thing uh, like the the Aussie rules they've got a huge programme for like little kids from like four or five years old alright ah, they kind of change the aspect of the game and learn teach them so I can't remember what all the different grades are but there's like a couple of years they'll start at whatever five six mm-hmm. and then as they get older like they'll make the game change so that they're naturally progressing all the time mm-hmm. and they're not just going out and basically playing football and it's just like full on it's like Aye. they make it an easier game so that it's enjoyable for the kids and yeah that's the key so, isn't yeah, it there's, getting kids there's huge programs on like the Aussie rules for the 
the little ones all the way up till they're 18 yeah. and then they can start playing in like the big not the professional side of it but it leads into the professional <laughs> side of it yeah so because that's massive over there eh? yeah it's huge it's like big 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 massive stadiums and all that yeah like Perth's got its new one the new stadium and I think it holds see they change the seating capacity on what it's playing on the ground oh really I think it is an oval shaped pitch right but obviously if they have other bits on it they change the seating so I think the maximum they can get is they had 80,000 there Jesus so pretty big that's nuts man so is that why the oval's called the oval because it's oval cricket ground (laughs) (laughs) oh man I've never thought of that (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely never really thought of that until you just said it I don't go to school on Tuesdays (laughs) (laughs) fuck me (laughs) moving on (laughs) swiftly (laughs) swiftly I'm in charge of editing this that's getting taken out (laughs) It'll just be a burst of laughter for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Aye, yeah. the thing I'm, is, I'm in charge of the joke. I'm in charge of the Instagram post, so it's getting put right back in. <laughs> why? Why is the oval an oval? Hmm. Okay. No shit, to Sherlock. Ah oh, man. Uh, yeah, now nah, the range of sports in Oz is pretty big, and as I said, they do have like the foot, the footy season or the Aussie rule seasons almost coming to an end now. Like right. it finishes towards the end of September. And then as soon as it's finished and you're coming into summer, then like that's the start of the cricket season. Ah, right, so that's right. the two main ones. Mm-hmm. Half the year, Aussie rules. Next half of the year is cricket. Aye. And obviously there's all the other sports that go in between it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the two main Australian ones. And kids, exactly as you said, kids will swap. They'll play Aussie rules when it's on. And then the next half of the year, they'll go and play cricket for Aye. the next four Brilliant. or five months of the year. Aye, and then they'll just the, swap. You hear about the kind of Australian Institute of Sport being kind of legendary for like kind of kind of amateur into professional level athletes and stuff even for the fact that when they go and compete in the Olympics the, the Australian Institute will actually fly their own mattresses and pillows out for each athlete right. so that their sleeping conditions don't change from their house yep um, and they're really big on it yeah yeah there's lots of uh, Aussie kind of well backed sports mm-hmm. they do look at, and like you obviously in the cycling side as well mm-hmm. yeah they're just it's huge they're just Massive industry, sort of thing, all aspects of sport. I they seem it, it, it certainly. I mean, the knowledge of it's limited at best, as with most things. Like, but certainly when you watch <laughs> the Olympics shit. and all the rest of it, <laughs> you see you get the impression it's all heavily backed. They do have a massive sort of support network, and yeah. they do really want to push the sporting aspect of things. Whereas again, I just don't you get that here nah. quite as much. They talk about in the UK about how they want to try and promote sport and well-being and health and fitness and all that, and then they put up pretty much every single barrier to it. Yeah, um, as you said before, like what you said, that program for the kids going out and exercising at school. Yeah, you can do this, this, and this, and it was like mm, mm-hmm. I kind of do that every day. As you said, walking to school and walking home from school. Yeah, I need a bit more to, as you said, put a bit of stress on the the muscles and the, the structure of the body. And as you huh? said, get them twisting and running and yep. jumping up and down. And as you say, kind of things that we did when we were kids growing up, and not just kind of just kicking a ball about so if, or if you look at the kind of basic model at school it's like right well every kid plays every boy plays football every girl plays hockey yeah and uh, when I was away doing my first level badminton instructor um, or badminton coach of course the guy actually made a really good point and going look look at the climate we live in the weather's shit so why are we trying to push two sports for males and females as kids that require you to be, essentially be outside 
Why are we not pushing more about badminton, squash, basketball, all these other sports? That you can, not, yeah. ev- not every kid wants to be a footballer, but mm-hmm. we're forcing it upon them. Yeah. yeah. Like, As you said, but that's the, the parental thing because that's you grow up, you've got that football team that you follow. Yeah. Yep. Son, you're going to be a football player. That's it. Especially in the west of Scotland. Aye. It's just that yeah. whole like, Rangers Celtic oh, thing, isn't it? Don't you Which, talk to him? He's a Celtic fan. Don't you speak nah. to him? No, exactly. Like yeah. no. England's just as bad because they are as equally as daft as about football yes. we are yeah, yeah, yeah. on this end of the country sort of thing aye so but like football what we know is football obviously the Aussies call it soccer yeah they want to be just like America because yeah, they're wrong no exactly <laughs> so yeah the foot what we call football it's kind of getting a little bit bigger as well it's yeah, I slowly about growing ALS what's it called the Aussie Aussie league or Aussie yeah. something or whatever see a lot of, lot of players from kind of the SPL and stuff up here going down yeah a lot of them as you said that like they'll get to an age and then they can go as you said yeah a few people have moved to Australia and taken it on and they go ah oh, I can still play football here mm-hmm. but it's, it's, to it's still a, a less level, it's still a professional degree but it's not to the same level as what people are playing in Europe sort of thing yeah. so yeah. they can kind of go there maybe play another year two years of, sort of like pro football Aye. and then kind of just go like can I I'm giving up now sort of thing so yeah yeah, now there's more, it's getting more sort of, the level of who's playing in it now mm. is getting higher all mm. the time, so. I can see, I mean, the Australian national team's pretty decent, isn't it? It's always been half decent players in there. I think the Australian national team's probably be better than Scotland. It would be hard. It would be hard, I think. It would be hard, I think. It would be hard, the last World Cup, you look at the Australian lineup. they pretty much all played in English English Premier League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, exactly. Well, it's, it is a high standard. But again, how much of that comes from just the the culture of sport in that country where kids are grown up fit and healthy and all the rest of it, whereas here there's such a, a pervasive drinking culture and all the rest of it. You see like you see it time and time out and like sort of the youth teams in Scotland and all the rest of it, the, the amazing like under fifteens, under sixteens, all the rest of it, then they get to like nineteen twenty and they're shite because they just go out and get smashed with their pals yeah. all the time. I think it's the kind of culture they're brought up in with a lot of the coaches as well. I mean the, some of the coaching staff you see at football, like if I'm Sometimes I've t- I'll take my dog for a walk and down by the football pitches, and the way they're speaking to kids is shocking. Yeah, Aye. like Australia's got the same thing because they've made a huge thing of that as well. Is like, don't stand on the sidelines and shout abuse at the kids <laughs> or whoever's taking time out of their Saturday or Sunday yeah. to referee the match. Yep. Look at it from their point of view. You just want some bloke that say, "Oh yeah, wanker, the next one's it." It's like, just something about it. Join the club. Join the club. Help be involved. Out, be involved in the training. Don't just stand on the side and just abuse whoever's on the on the pitch. Sort yeah, of type yeah, thing. Yeah. There's little kids out there. As you said, six years old, ten years old, twelve years old. Just want to have fun. They want to go exactly that. They don't need somebody on the sideline. Aye, some amateur screaming, manager screaming dogs abuse because that's what happened when they were playing when they were yep. kids. It's just like, yeah, it's all sports. So now that's that's quite a, a large thing at the minute. Is Adults standing on the sideline, screaming abuse. I, I, I'm living in fear of getting smashed <laughs> in the face with a badminton racket here, man. I've got to be honest. Payback's a bitch. Is that a wasp? Why we get? Oh, bingo! Nice, nice forehand smash. Of course, I got it. I don't miss. Sorry. Um, so. Yeah, now that's that's a big thing now. Is obviously trying to stop the abuse from parents on the sideline, and the yeah. same thing if you're standing, we stand beside each other. Your kids are on one team, my kids are on another team, and all of a sudden. We're standing and having an argument, and it's like, why are we having an argument? We should yeah. be standing watching our kids going, come on, come on, yeah. oh, missed that one, get the next one, run over there, and 
Yeah, just too many sort of personal agendas and stuff. Yeah. People want there. I'm just getting my, my, my bum sniffed at the minute. <laughs> Get bear creeping up Mark's asshole. <laughs> hey, dog. Ah, it's, it's just it should be all about just getting the kids involved, yeah. making them enjoy sport generally, and then letting them take it further if they want ah, to. Yeah, after no, that. Exactly. I mean, there's too yeah. much pressure on them to start with. I, I mean, there's a there's a uh, study done by a professor looking at even just what you say to the child made such a huge difference rather than go putting pressure on them. Just tell your kid like, oh, I really love watching you play. Just say that to them yeah. and they'll be like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it doesn't matter whether I play well or play bad. Don't emphasise the result. Don't no. emphasise how good that, they are or bad. Is, they are. That just, is irrelevant, I, really. Just, just go like that. Yeah. No, I love seeing you. I love watching you play. Yeah. Um, just, as you said, come off. Did you have fun today? Was it good? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, that yeah. no, was good. Oh, yeah. uh, let them just decide. Yeah. I could have done a bit better. And it's like, nah, yeah. you did well. Mm-hmm. And just say to them, like, some days you're going to be good. Yep. Some days you're not going to be good. Aye. Doesn't matter as long as you're out there and you had fun. Aye, just enjoy moving Absolutely. and participating in it. Aye? Absolutely, she's been kind of right into the golf just now. So we, the three of us, were out on Saturday, uh, Sunday afternoon playing, and um, she had some great shots. She had some shit shots. But at the end of it, you're just like again that as you said there. Do you yeah. enjoy that? It's like yeah, it was really good fun because the three of us are out. Plus, I think she can see that me and Fear really shite at it as well. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I can smash them here. Yeah, yeah. Give, 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 give me another couple of weeks and I'll Absolutely, be better than them too. Yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just, it's just, I just having fun with it, isn't it? Yeah. Now that's um, so. Getting back to your cycling, right? Yes. Do you do I'm any sure sort of it. specific? Tra- <laughs> 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 do you do any kind of specific training for it? Like, or, or just, just is it just spending the hours on the bike kind of thing? How seriously do you take it? In the grand scheme of what you can do with cycling. Just the weekend, basically the weekend warrior right. is what we're called. Yeah, you go out and you just like smash yourself stupid on. Like, cause the big thing in Australia is like what we call the Saturday ride. Right. So everyone meets up on the Saturday outside the local bike shop. You split up into different groups depending on how strong you are and how fast like you're gonna go. Uh-huh. Different distances and different speeds, and then you basically just go out and you just ride as a group. Then. Cool. You'll do 40Ks, 50Ks, 60Ks. Everyone all meets back at the coffee shop. Like, our one, we can have, like, 50-plus people. Right. And we just kind of take over the coffee shop on a Saturday oh, morning. Right. But it's good because the coffee shop embraces us coming in. They know by quarter past nine on a Saturday, Aye. we're all gone and we're all going home again. But a lot, of us, a lot of us will go back and then have other coffees there mm-hmm. during the week and yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. else as well. That's great. Uh, so, yeah, you kind of get that weekend warrior, but... There is a lot of kids that train to be more professional with it in right. some way. So they'll do more structured training and everything else as well. Yeah. So, but for me, yeah, I just basically go out and ride and enjoy it. Just do it for the sake of doing it. Just try and stay fit, try and stay strong and try and get stronger. Uh, yeah, basically that's it. So do you kind of set yourself targets in terms of like times you want to hit for certain distances and all the rest of it? Or nah. just kind of see what happens when you go out kind of thing? On the longer races, for me, like there's people that are just significantly faster and stronger and yeah. I'll never, not say never, I could have tried and put the effort in anywhere else as well, but I'm not going to, in a normal race, get to where they are. Yeah. So my main aim is, as always, I'm going to beat my mates. Aye. Aye go out there have fun and at the end of the 60k's or the 100k race or whatever just have fun yeah. and at the end of it I finished it and I then mean, it's just fun so long as you it. beat them 
Yeah. Aye, well, ah, that's, that's the thing. When it really boils down to it, all you want to do when you're training with your pals is beat them. Yes. <laughs> you want to just rip so. your mates for being shit. I mean, there's yeah. nothing I love more than seeing you leave here. Smashed and broken. Raging. <laughs> Aye. No, I mean, like, I like seeing smashed yeah, yeah, and broken, yeah. but knowing that I've done one more rep or whatever, and just seeing that you failed a lift, lift or whatever. Uh, yeah. I told you the other day, like, we were doing drop sets and that on Saturday morning right so Saturday morning I've had like three hours sleep after the gig so I'm fucked he's like right drop sets squats right so we're going to do 20 at what 80, 80. 70 60 50 40 30 20 right I was like there's no way I can fucking do this yeah. I'm going to die but he went first so my only reason for completing all those sets was so in the last set I could do 21 reps and fuck yeah, yeah, him yeah, off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like only thing that got me through it man Bye. Yeah, that's kind of it's that motivation you want with your wee kind of training community. Like even just with like you say about all the guys going out together. Yeah. You get that wee community going, but you get that wee buzz. Everybody's kind of you know, surfs out their wee groups and right, okay, they're they're miles ahead, but uh, they they they're ten fuckers over there. I, I can take them, and <laughs> yeah. it's that kind of it's not in a bad way in a negative sense. It's just like yeah. going, I can push myself today and use that as a wee kind of benchmark. And it's similar, and I know like, I'm always bashing in CrossFit, but it's that wee community. Similar to in here as well, and even in the cycling community is big on it as well, that kind of community of pushing each other and yeah. supporting and celebrate, celebrating each other's successes, it's kind of cool. Yeah, no, it's hard. Did you just uh, compliment on. CrossFit there? Sorry. The community aspect. Alright. Okay. One for you there, Emma. Emma if, Emma, if you fell over <laughs> listening to that and hurt yourself. It's because you're juicing too much. Uh, Pack aye. it in. <laughs> aye. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's still convinced that she's juicing. He's like, ah. Dave's exact words were like, there's no fucking way a woman can lift that much weight more than me and no beyond the gear. <laughs> and they're like, Enlightened 21st century Dave there. You're like, yeah. Dave, you're, you're saying this in front of a class full of women that will oh, pick you up and quite kick easily lift more than you. <laughs> and, then t- yeah. and he's like, ah, but no, 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 no. They don't understand. I'm a powerhouse, mate. I am a powerhouse. And like, Dave, you're weak as piss. That's why they're lifting more than you. You really know that impression. You're like, nah, man, they've, they've got to be juicing. I'm a legend. And you're like, come on. It's the same in cycling. There's a lot of strong female cyclists. Right. And there's a lot of blocks that just can't handle it. Aye. Like, they'll see, you'll just be cycling past. You'll just be out on a ride and all of a sudden we'll go past them. They just go, oh, I just got passed by two chicks. And they kind of like, they call it being chicked. <laughs> because obviously males have got that sort of thing it's just like I'm not being beat by a woman on the yeah, bike yeah, yeah. and then they'll try and catch them and they're just like they've got no fucking chance they are significantly <laughs> stronger than you and it, well, you might sprint past them but as you said with the other guy you'll just we'll I love that. maintain can... our same speed and we'll catch you in the next yep. 500 metres and then right. you'll be sitting there just going absolutely spent you've just burnt every bit of muscle you had you're, you're full of lactic acid and everything now and we'll just keep rolling past you Aye. so yeah now nah, there is a lot of strong women in cycling that's great. And it's like, yeah, the male ego just sometimes does not like ah, that. Oh, the male ego. If you know who the person is, like, obviously in the mountain bike sort of thing, there's loads of girls that are, like, significantly stronger than me. And it's just like, yeah, fair dudes. They put all the effort into training and everything else as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, go for it. They just power past you, like, going up a little hill or a little technical section or be, they're just, Aye. they've got that little bit more endurance. They can just push it that little bit yeah. longer. I've got no qualms with that as well it's like I know how much effort I've put into my training so I know what I'm going to get out at the end Yeah, I know they've put in more so yeah fair dudes good that, on that, them that's right. a t-shirt slogan there checked you've just been you've just been checked, checked. <laughs> you've just been checked yeah no that's a, a good one so that's great so like on that sort of note just as a brief aside is the Aussie culture quite blokey blokey so I put all your stuff next door man sorry 
Yeah. Well, maybe you just in for a listen, eh? Say hello, <laughs> Gordon. No. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Gordon. Uh, I was like the, the you get the impression from watching films and TV and that like Aussie the Aussie bloke bloke eh? is it as much or is it just a stereotype like probably more of a stereotype I think probably years gone by there probably was a bit more of that but Aye. I think nowadays yeah everything's changed and kind of equal equal sort of thing yeah so. that's good that's alright uh, yeah now nah, like as you said like going back to like the training side of cycling <laughs> I was trying to do more on my own, but I find training on my own hard because the mental strength, mm-hmm. I know it's too easy yep. just to oh. just go, ah, fuck. Nobody, no, nobody will know. Well, I could do it. But, like, because what I was trying to do was, like, cycle to work, not do too much effort because it's like six o'clock in the morning. Right. Get to work, sh- do the day, do and then on the way home, kind of do like my 40, whatever, 5Ks on the way home. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to do like one minute sort of like interval sprints I was just pick like next lamppost go mm-hmm. and then just sp- speed up do what I could yep. flat out for like 30 seconds to a minute try and catch but try and not get the speed back to like where I was mm-hmm. and just sit on that same sort of speed get to where the next marker was and then just go again Aye. and I did that for a couple of weeks and it was getting good and then like I can't remember what happened something happened and I kind of missed a week and then trying to get back into it now like the mental strength has just like disappeared yeah. you do a little bit and you get 20 seconds and you just go <laughs> I'll push harder on the next one <laughs> and it, yeah it's hard I find it hard to train on own I don't have the I do and I don't it's too easy for the brain to just go take it Absolutely. easy yeah. and just don't do it sort of thing but when you go out cycling with your mates and you get a little hill and you just and you're just teasing each other all the time and you don't realise it makes such a difference because like we noticed that like years ago me and my like the mate I used to work with sort of thing we would do like various loops after work and you just speed up and you just do little races all the time and you didn't it was just a little game but all those little bits were little intervals and training and you're just full power on the pedal what about it man (laughs) and it yeah when you look back to what you were actually doing, you were cycling, a little bit of sprint, little boost up a hill, Aye. cruising for a little bit. You were just doing interval training. All it was. You were just be, yeah, a couple of hours of interval training. Had up over yeah. the course of a year. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was, four, yeah. it was good training because you look back and think, fuck, I was strong back then. Yeah. And you look, why was I so strong? Wasn't doing anything different than I'm doing now, but I kind of was. Yeah. You were just doing those sneaky little sprints and mm-hmm. cheeky little climbs and racing each other around the yeah. corner. And you're not thinking about made it made a difference so Aye. yeah cycling's one of those ones if you just do long distances and don't kind of put too much effort in then you don't really get a gain Aye. from it at all yeah, you kind of just stay flat and level. Have you ever you're going to get better at just doing long distances at a steady pace yeah I just going to do it's like we talked about it with running and stuff like that yeah. you can just go out and pound the pavement but don't actually push particularly you just get slightly better and can run slightly further yep. whereas if you are adding in those sprints and stuff Aye. like that you're just burning yourself out so you then have to recover faster yeah. and all the rest of it See, that's the bit like on the more sort of you'll know more about than me probably thing, but that technical side of it doing those little intervals even though you're only doing like say half an hour or 40 minutes of interval training the boost that you get on your long t- endurance side mm-hmm. of thing is mm-hmm. just absolutely massive yeah. Aye. just half an hour or whatever of just doing 
solid constructive interval sort of thing is just huge. Uh, yeah, it's just like a lot of guys do like indoor trainers mm-hmm. and they'll do all like the computer based training mm-hmm. and I've they'll just follow the set the bikes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They'll just follow set programs right. and like the strength that they can gain from it for 30 minutes of bursting your balls essentially mm-hmm. is Aye. just huge. Aye. You've talked it's about like, like marathon training, yeah. like putting in sprint training Aye, and stuff. You need, you need to, and all that. Yeah. it pays when off. Even there's actually an article about golfers. And it was looking at their grip strength, and they looked at the top pros, all had predominantly much better grip, max grip strength than everybody else, and they like that. So, and it was basically, if you're holding a golf club, they might go, well, a golf club might only weigh, say, I don't even know how much, maybe three, four hundred grams, and they're like, well, if that's if your grip strength is weak as piss, yep, those three, four hundred grams is still going to be quite a lot for yep. you to control. Whereas if you've got a max, you've got a much better grip strength it's a fraction of what you can lift. Yeah. So it's much easier to control. And it's the same from that, same with cycling. If you are if you push your max threshold and you boost it higher, I don't even know why I'm demonstrating my hands. <laughs> not, <laughs> no, no, you can see it. medium. So if you can boost your max effort and you, you your nervous system can handle that higher output, then when you go longer at a lower output, it's, it's less strain on your body yeah, yeah, yeah. overall. So it's mm-hmm. See, the big thing in cycling as well is training to your zones. You've got like the different zones of... like. Yeah based on your heart rate output sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So as you said, you're, you keep your heart rate low and you kind of do like the endurance pace. Mm-hmm. You maybe do a couple of hours every now and again, just pushing that long term and just Aye. boosting the fitness and just keeping the muscles. But at the same time, during the week, you're doing uh, the aerobic one and then mm-hmm. every now and again, you're going into the anaerobic Robic. one. And as you said, you're just 10 seconds just... Yep. max heart rate just Aye. max effort and as you said at the end of it you just go <laughs> <laughs> it's a little video that Chris Hoy in his training when, yeah and uh, if you read his book it's a brilliant read I need and to read that actually uh, I'll bring it in for you ah, um, and it's, he just he's talking about how he's hammering himself to the point where he would just seize up and fall off the bike yep onto a crash mat and stuff because he would push himself to it's the max just limit so hard yeah. and he was saying that when him and the guys they weren't getting the funding from the British Cycling Association and stuff and they were basically to get that level for the Olympics the four of them all hooked up with each other and like, no, no, we'll live together in the same flat, we'll live down in Manchester next to a velodrome, we'll practice and just push each other and they had no coaches at the time for a long period of time and they ended up just like, right, uh, for example, right Mark, when you're up cycling, I'm going to watch you and then another person's going to get warmed up and then they'd go and they'd all study yeah. each other and they're saying that really took their level kind of up a good few notches. Mm-hmm. Again, just to that kind of having a training partner to push like, oh, I mean, Colin's doing better time today, right, I better push myself as well rather than just on their own yeah, ah, I'm tired. I can ease off. Now, nah, yeah. I think, as you said, having a training partner of some description, and even if you're not too similar leveled, like if you guys know that if he was significantly stronger than you, he's not. You know that over a period of time, you've got an aim to come back <laughs> up to, and you can yeah, see yeah, the gains yeah. where you're catching yeah, it. So, as you yeah, said, totally. if you're training with someone that's been training for four or five years and they are at a good level, and you're yeah. just, you can hopefully with the structure train and see that you're catching them back up Aye. you think mm-hmm. I was at the beginning I was two and a half minutes slower than them now I'm only a minute and a half slower than Aye. now I'm only 30 seconds slower I mean, you can you can see the gains that you've had Aye. when you're training with someone that, that is better and it can or if you are the same hopefully you can kind of chase each other a little bit I absolutely Aye, that's our whole methodology training in here Aye. yeah it's just trying and to do each other because there's some lifts that I'll outdo you and there's other lifts you'll outdo me and yeah, what you yeah, do absolutely. is you go like, if I know if there's one lift I can beat Colin and you go, all right, I need to stay ahead of him because I know he's catching up. 
So he's got the incentive to catch me. I've mm-hmm. got the incentive to stay ahead. Yep. Another yeah. lift. Yeah. Collins ahead, and I'm going. No, no, I'm going to ch- catch that arsehole. <laughs> I want to. But fair. And we went. I mean, we went through a good few months up here. We just went done the one more rep protocol of. Yeah, uh, yeah. He'd done ten. I'd do eleven. Next set, he'd do twelve. It's a total fight. Who, would, who would go first? Because if yeah, you went yeah, first, yeah, who, but who's, who's, who's going to fall to first? Aye, yeah. the general rule, right? If you go first in this exercise, Mark, you go second on the next one. Yep. So there's always that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's good, though, because that's, as you said, it's coming back to that kind of healthy competitive side. Yeah, of absolutely. And you're, the psychological boost that you get as well with that little bit of competitive oh, edge, yeah. you're just thinking, right, as you said, I have to do one more than yeah. you. Cause I don't, I don't care own. what the fuck it takes. Aye. I'm going to <laughs> fucking do what, or as you said, I'm just going to sneak an extra five kilos on the unit. I'm going to go, ah, I only did 10, but yeah. yeah, yeah I did it's 10, that kind of extra five, so it's like, ka-ching. Yeah. And, it's, and as you said, it, the dividends that it pays on the long run yeah. are fucking huge. Yeah, but as I you mean, said, if you just go to the gym on your own, as you've said in other podcasts, you're just in there just going, uh, yeah, yeah you're ticking a box, aren't um, you? Yeah, what'd you do? Oh, I did all my arm curls and deadlifts, and I did 20 minutes on the bike. And it's like, what did you gain from it? Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, I, I basically turned and up and I did some exercise for half an hour and then went home. Yep. And training the way where you push each other with your training nothing. partner, yeah. it's got a kind of double edged benefit where you both benefit from it in terms of you both get physically fitter and stronger, but the kind of mental kind of resilience and fortitude you get is yeah. if you're a competitive athlete, you're always being, you're maintaining that competitive spirit yeah. so that no matter how fucked you are, when you step on the platform on the day and you're racing somebody or competing in any type of event, you go, I know I've still got that bit. Yeah, you, you, that you know you of, can just dig that little bit you deeper. You know when, when everything starts to go really dark, mm-hmm. you know that's when you can pull out your torch and you and go, I'm going to fucking do you in and yeah. just go for it. But, you, but, but the same token, you know what you have to do to push yourself. You know it's like... Aye. And I really need this last three or four or whatever Aye. it is, and you know, right? It's not an unknown territory. Concentrate and just do it. You know, you just like, oh. Aye. Mm-hmm. Whereas you say that if you don't have that can com- that competitive edge, yeah, you're more willing just to fault and just go, oh, look, yeah, nah. But you know what it's like. There's like, fuck, it, I'm going to beat you. Aye. Yeah, I mean, and I'm then you, you'll push through it. And as you said, <laughs> the psychological or the mental strength that you'll gain from it yeah. will serve dividends yeah. later on. All the guys I coach in Ketboys, I say to them, like, your last set of, say for example, jerk, last minute you sprint. Always train that last minute sprint, so no mm-hmm. matter what you've done, if you've done 10 reps, aim for 20 in the last minute. Yeah. If you're doing 10 reps a minute, do 20. When it's that way, they all, when you go into competition now, they know if they're neck and neck with somebody. There's one of the girls, Jodie, the world. They can just push that last ne- neck and minute, neck. 30 seconds, uh, and just go... Neck and neck, the Irish girl. And just she doubled her pace in the last minute and pumped this Irish girl, and you're like, yeah. that was brilliant. It was absolutely superb to see, and it's that kind of, it's that drive that you want every last set, push it. Yep. Yeah. That's going to say something really important there, but I, I forgot. I don't know. What Doesn't time matter. is? Yeah, what time I've, is it? I've, I've ran out of coffee and I want another one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I I can't feel my ass because I'm sitting in a stool now. <laughs> um, aye. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. good. You're obviously hungry and want food now. I'm hungry and want food. Aye. And I can't feel my ass. Uh, that's good, man. That was good. That was ace. Aye. Thanks very much. That was Let's do the good fun. Yeah. Glad Thank, I came. Thanks for coming in. Aye, thanks for travelling all the way from Australia <laughs> just to see us. I know, I mean, <laughs> just to train and yeah. just to talk shite. Yeah, Aye. totally. No, I mean, how, how no other reasons. It has been. With, with the added bonus while you're here training and being on the podcast, you get to visit your family to celebrate their anniversary. Exactly. Well, so it's merely a byproduct. Obviously, Aye. we're more important. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Hence why I had a bike arranged before anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so when I came here, I could go cycling. Amazing. It's all about priorities. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, right, so where can we find you, Mark? Me. Other than Australia. 
Yeah, Australia. <laughs> the other side of the world, so get to fuck. I think on Instabangers. What is it? Monkey Zedberg. Right. Nice. Oh, that rings a bell, yeah. Monkey Zedberg. Nice. I never I never use my real name. I've always used Zedberg. Oh, I nice always just appealed. Oh, that just, Zedberg. That just reeks of somebody that's totally up to mischief. All the time. <laughs> like, never use my real name. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need to contain me. It's fine. Zedberg. Uh, I am at Drummer Chimp. And I'm at S. Scott McLaughlin Performance Training. And we're all at Gains and Pains. Woo! Gains and Pains underscore G52. Or whatever it is. Some pish that you make. Again, we argue about this every week. If people already know where we are. I know. It's a fair point. We keep saying this, but nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, And for all you arseholes out there that still haven't left a review or a rating, get a fucking grip. Have you left a review and a rating? Not an official. <laughs> no, I mean, I've commented a few times on yeah. various posts, but I've never left an unofficial review. Where do you, what do you listen to it on? Spotify. Spotify. Uh, yeah. Okay, we'll let you off then. I don't know if you can do that on Spotify. Can no, can no. We'll let Fair you enough. off then. It was a bit of an awkward pause there. Think. Everyone out yeah. there who hasn't left a review and a rating while you're listening to it on your phone, Mark's travelled all the way from fucking Australia to be on this podcast, and you're too lazy to write a review? No. Fucking pricks. But. Well, Seems I, like, I, I, I only sat on my ass for 18 hours to get here. It's not like I put a lot of effort in. Ah, I mean, it's like you cycle to your face, you? It's brilliant. Uh, nice, brilliant, man. That was great. Thanks for no, having me. Thank you very much. That was good crack. Uh, and we will see. Uh, well, we won't see anyone, let's be honest. No. If anyone else wants to come in and chime with us and be in a podcast, though, let us know. That'd be good fun. Aye. More guests. That's More what we guess, need. Because then we talk less. Which and is a win for everyone, let's aye. be honest. Nobody wants to hear us talk that much. No. So, get in touch, everyone. And we'll catch you all later. Oh shit! One quick oh, thing before fuck, we go. We, go. I we forgot to review that party. coffee that Debbie brought us. Oh right, coffee review. Okay, what was it called? The Loch Lomond coffee. Loch Lomond. Mark, thoughts? Very nice. I enjoyed it. Two cups down. Aye. There you go. Aye. Really th- smooth. Uh, easy to drink. Hell, of a lot better than fucking throat punch coffee. No, no, play nice. Uh, aye, no, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I think we should make a wee a, a pact now. Just to compare and contrast. Oh, coffee tasting. A yes. pact. That's what we need. Make it. What? I like what you've done there. Make a pact. Oh, it was unintentional. Sorry. I'm not that smart. We've established this already. <laughs> uh, that, that, that second coffee was packed. Was it? Aye. All right, okay. You couldn't tell the difference. No, they were both lovely then. Oh, well. Yeah. There we go. Oh, well. Coffee shows, thumbs up all round. Shows, shows what our taste buds are like. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like <laughs> fucking coffee. <laughs> there you go. Two thumbs up for packed coffee and Loch Lomond coffee. Aye. Well done. If either of these companies want to send us any more coffee because we like it so much, get in touch. Aye. Oh, they could sponsor my kayak. Challenge. All right, yeah. Could they, yeah. Aye, Loch Lomond coffee because I'm going to do a 39 kilometer oh, kayak. Do you know what, actually? That's not oh, a bad right. shout, actually. That can fuel me. Mm. Tag them yes. in your next Instagram picture uh, yeah, man. with you and your coffee. Absolutely. Uh, That's a great shout, man. You genius. should be a media man. The <laughs> media <laughs> mogul. You've, yeah. now been, you've now been hired. You'll be a long distance media manager. Yeah. <laughs> you need to start promoting his un- down under. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> coffee, coffee manufacturers. Aye. Right, enough coffee chat. I'm out of here. Bye, you. everyone. Bye, guys. She made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast
from a land down 